games you played on your PlayStation 2, the more glowing towers were added to the console's startup screen, and the longer you played, the higher those towers climbed. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode number 38. My name's Gareth Briley. I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left, as always, is Mr. James Burke. How are you doing, James? Good evening, sir. Good night, right, thank you. Good, good, How good. You? Very good, thank you. Very good. Um, and on my virtual right is Mr. William Cariona. I've not said it right again. Yeah. Tell Carawana. me. Caruana. <laughs> Why do I every That's time cool. struggle? How are you doing, William? I'm doing good. What's the temperature like in Toronto? Williams in Canada, uh, it, you know? It's it, it's been cold lately. Uh sub zero temperatures. Oh. But oh. Uh, you know, it's it's a Canadian winter at this point. So wow. Well, I went to Toronto once, and I just noticed that everything was, all the shops felt like they were inside the big, um, the big buildings, and I thought, this is a city designed for those winters. It is. Yeah. Lovely place. Um, okay. We're going to move straight into now. We're going to talk about the PS5. We did the Xbox Series X last week. Um, we're going to talk about the, the PlayStation 5, which launched in the UK today, the day we were recording, the 19th. But William um, has had his PlayStation since Monday of this week, because in Canada it got released on the 12th. So he have a bit more of an insight, a bit more feel of it. James hasn't got a PlayStation 5, have you, James? Uh, no, unfortunately not. You don't want one. keep reminding me. You don't want one, though, do you? At the moment. No, I don't. No. I'm not bothered. No. Not yet. Uh, I don't know why I got mine, but I, I I was just I was in the in the thrill of it after we did our yeah. podcast and I got it and I, it's turned yeah, up. If now. you uh, for those listeners who remember that episode, I was uh, I've been a bit skeptical of the system, but once I heard that Demon Souls was coming day one, I think that was what pushed me over the edge. And needless to say, I do not regret my decision, as you'll learn later on. Good, so, good. Yeah. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the launch in the UK. How was the how was the launch in the in Canada? First of all, what was it like? Was it chaos? Or was it okay? It was a disaster. Oh. Uh, so not only were things regularly selling out, we have scalpers right now who are selling consoles and getting robbed or robbing people. We had uh, we've had numerous incidents of delays. Walmart delayed theirs till today. In many instances, uh, I ordered through Best Buy, and the reason I got it on Monday, and many others did, is they shipped it out from a whole other province, despite having a Toronto fulfillment center. Like they have done things to boggle the mind with the launch of this here, but in terms of uh, incidents, it seems uh, knock on wood, many people here haven't had issues with their system. I haven't, mm-hmm. so that's good at least. James, what about, have you heard any UK horror stories today? I think I heard a few. I'm not heard any horror stories, right. but I've, I've heard about some pretty big partnerships going on. I mean, they've got Greg's doing a, a deal <laughs> with a PlayStation uh, mailbox. Wow. So that's exciting. That's good. Two sausage rolls and two donuts. And a PlayStation. A wow. No, you don't make the PlayStation. Ah, okay, that, good. That's what you're going to mess up. Why you eating all this stuff? Right, that's good. I like that partnership deals. Yeah. Um, I think the stories I heard. I mean, I think Curry's, which is um, one of the stores, had a queue of one hundred and fifty thousand people waiting to try to get stock today. How many? One hundred fifty thousand wow. people strong in the queue. Oh my! I think people who've ordered from Game have had problems because they're not going to get it on delivery day, and some of that is to do with Yodel. Um, who's the delivery firm here, <laughs> saying the things are just too big. They're, t- they're bigger than they thought they were going to be in the package. So that's causing problems with okay. the delivery. Yeah. 
is it is it too hard for them to to run over the gate or to run into <laughs> gardens? Yeah, Allegedly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it, let's just go straight into that because let's talk about the size of the thing. Um, William, what's your thoughts on it? I'll put it this way. I'm not the fittest of men. You know, I, I have something of a beer belly and Molson muscle, as we call it. Uh, I'm six foot tall, and this thing is as big as my torso. It's massive. <laughs> massive, massive, massive. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a huge... It, I mean, we talked last week about the Xbox Series X, and we were quite surprised. I think the three of us, it was quite, it was quite weighty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking now under my TV, and I've got... This all going on. I've got the Xbox Series X and I've got the PlayStation. The PlayStation is just dwarfing it. It just looks. The Xbox Series X looks like a little calculator compared to the PlayStation <laughs> at the moment. Um, it's a big old thing. And I, I struggled getting it out of the, the actual box. I was really struggling to pull it out for a while. Yeah, it's a big old machine. Um, do you like it? Do you like the look of it, William? Do you like the way it looks? I've never been too fond of the aesthetic of it. I think it looks better on its side looking mm. at it right now. It's a bit more plasticky looking in person than it looks in the renders. But that said, you know, what I like about it, it's quiet. It does fit into my entertainment system. And, yeah, no, I, in terms of aesthetics I really do th- and size, I really do think those are the weakest points of this system. Mm. But... It, it still looks fairly decent. You know, it's build quality seems to be very good, which is important. And yeah. It looks like a, um, I had a Skybox in 2006, and it looks a bit mm. like that. Um, Sky, yeah. yeah it, it's very, yeah. It's, um, so let's talk about what we got, you, what you get with it. You get the, the machine, you get uh, the controller, which we'll talk about in a second, you get the HDMI cable. Uh, and also, which is great, I always love this with PlayStation, you get the, the charger for the remote control, um, for, right. which is always a brilliant thing. Which Xbox would do yeah. that. Um, and shall we just go on to the controller, first of all, and how that, sure. how that plays? It's a good thing, the controller, isn't it? It's a, much, it's a, it's a big upgrade, isn't it, from the last one? Oh, oh my God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, should we talk about the features of it now? Let's just talk about what you can do, which everyone knows about, but this, it's when you play, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's something that doesn't... It, it's harder to describe, but once you feel it, you get why there's the hype behind it. It's, it's very impressive. And just the feel of it in your hands, it's very much like it has the same... Because the Xbox Series X controller is really nice design as well, but it's not much of a change, not a huge amount of change. Yep. This is a complete... Reshape it, I think, isn't it? It's it feels much more like an Xbox controller um, in the way it, it feels it in the hands. Um, but you've got these um, the sound. Um, the sound is coming from the controller as well, isn't it? The microphone. Is that right? Yeah, it is. I I didn't hear it too often because the. 3D Pulse headset, the PS5 headset that came with this noise cancelling. But when I took him out and I'm hearing through, it's like, yeah, there's a microphone there. And yeah. it's making noise. It's yeah. making It's quite, the, what was quite off, there was one thing I realized, I sort of loaded the game up and then my phone rang and I switched the TV off. And of course, it was still making noise because it's coming through my controller. But I was on the phone. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Um, oh, oh you, you can turn off your TV? I can turn off my TV. Okay, because mine is set up in a way it's it uses a modern HDMI cable, and so mine actually will turn on the TV when it's turned on, and will go into rest mode when it's turned off. When the TV is turned off, it's actually really, really interesting. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, but the great thing is, which I really liked, of course, a really simple thing, and I think you you play Astrobot, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, the first yes. game to play is it really tests what the controller can do, and the great thing is just the feel of that and going into different environments. So, James, for example, you when it starts to rain, you start to yes. feel the tip tap like on the mm-hmm. controller through your hands. 
of like it's raining. That's nice. Yeah. When you're going through a kind of more a kind of sludge, it has a vibration that feels like you're going slowly or um, yeah, they slow the triggers mm. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really really good. It's a brilliant bit of design. This is a next gen controller. It really is an it's a proper next gen. My only hope is that games will use it. Yes. <laughs> mm. um, and it's yep. great to have an Astrobot, and probably the first couple of games I you know you'll talk about Spider Man in a minute, and it's whether people will carry on using it. Especially for yeah. the Sony's first-person games, first, you know, yeah, first party, first party, yeah. I mean, this is sort of the evolution of what started arguably with six axis back with the PS3, and then you have the gyroscope and the uh, touchpad with the DualShock Four. I, yeah. I think it's important that they incentivize supporting this because, especially. You know, as PCs become more powerful, as Xbox's tools make it that they pull ahead in the power game, it's a question of what distinguishes, why why should someone who has multiple systems buy the PS5 version? Now, what they can do is buy exclusive modes for Call of Duty, but what I think is far more interesting is really pushing this haptic feedback, mm. because you cannot get this anywhere else. Yeah. And it's, it's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You, you even James, you get a point when you can you can blow into the controller. Yes. So if, if there's there's this one section, isn't it? I think it's like to get an, a fan going or an umbrella going. I think I was doing it, and it's like you, yeah, fan. You, you blow to to make it move. Can I just blow the controller? Into the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's now, uh, this is sorry. No, you this say is just a warning for our listeners. Uh, if you are wearing a headset with a microphone, you need to blow into that microphone's headset or unplug your headset or mute your headset's mic because it will not recognize the mic on the controller unless you do that. I, I learned that the hard way. I'm like, oh no, I've got busted dual sense. What's going on? No, I, I unplugged it and it worked just fine. But yeah. now, William, can I move on to headsets first of all? Can you, can you use a Bluetooth headset on, with this machine? I think so. I'm not exactly certain. Because there's, uh, there's mixed reports on the internet, and I can't get yeah. my one working. But yeah, I need to. But I've only had a small time with it, so I need to have a little look at it. Yeah, the only Bluetooth headset I have is a cheap $20 Amazon thing. So okay. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I've been, I've been using the uh, 3D Pulse that comes with, with the system. Sorry, not no. It doesn't come with the system. Sorry, it was made for the system. You're right. Okay. And so the one thing I'll say as well is the Tempest 3D audio that people have been talking about. The 3D audio. Yeah. I can't seem to get that to work when my headset is wireless, but it does work when it's plugged in to the controller. Okay. So I think that might just be a minor firmware thing and because it works when it's plugged in. And let's talk about the audio through the headsets. What's it like? Uh, it, it, it's solid all around. Okay. You know, I think there are certain showcases for it, like uh, Times Square in uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales and Spider-Man Remastered to an extent. It's a bit better in Morales. Uh, I think the 3D audio is definitely better than the one that comes basic with the Xbox, the Windows Sonic. But I think Dolby Atmos is still a little bit better right now. Okay. Now, granted, Dolby Atmos, you have to buy a license for that. But uh, no, it's it's still very very good 3D audio tech. It's very adjustable, and I think it will just get even better over time. Great. Um, let's talk about the UI. Um, so the actual um, it, it it looks so different. I mean, it's it's a when we had the Xbox last week, we were the thing. What Xbox did, it was like, oh yeah, it's just exactly like it was. We've been prepped for it already because it's been on the Xbox yes. One for a while. So this does feel it has a very different feel to it. It has a sort of like tile system, it's the same, but you you it's much more neater, isn't it? You've got two options: game and media. 
with all your games and then all your kind of like your apps on one side. It's very clean. It kind of works, doesn't it? What do you think? I I have mostly positive thoughts on the UI. Okay. I, I love the little things about it as well. Like it will tell you how long you have estimated left in a mission, which has been a real lifesaver in terms of, okay, I have to go out to the shop or whatever. I need to, I need to make myself something to eat. How long is left in this mission in Spider-Man? And they will tell you there's five minutes left. And <laughs> it's, it's more, and it's, it's actually quite accurate and even overestimates more than under. So it's, it, it's a really impressive piece of UI, but it does have some issues that need to be ironed out. I've had situations where game tiles will just not pop in. And I've had issues where just basic things like accessing the settings and the power are more difficult than they should be. Like, you have to pull up the command center to turn off the power. You can't just turn off the power through the menu. So right. just little things like that that can be a little bit annoying. But I think, I think in terms of a foundation for a UI going forward, this is very strong. You know, I, there are tons of good stuff about it. It works well. It's aesthetically pleasing. There are little touches like uh, when you hover over a game, it will play a little song from the game for you. It's, it's really clean. It looks nice. It, it's a good UI. Yeah, it does. It. I did feel it's, it's the cleanliness of it, but it, it was really interesting because I was in a rush today because I was working, but also I was trying to get this updated so I could have a quick look at it before the podcast. I was going, oh, I really I understand why the Xbox did what it did because I knew exactly where I was with the Xbox. So I was, I was going, what's this? Where am I? How do I switch it off? <laughs> yeah, um, but again, it does look really nice. It looks really clean and it's very... Very good. Um, let's let's go. I'm going to move us on quickly because I want us to get onto games. And let's start with some of the games that you've been playing on the PlayStation, William. What have you? What's the first one you'd like to talk about? So I'd like to talk about the Spider-Man Two Pack, so to speak. Uh, so I I binged through all of Spider-Man Remastered because I did not have a PlayStation Four, and this was the one game. You know, there's always the quote-unquote jealousy game. When I talk to PlayStation fans, they always go, I don't care for Halo. Well, not always, but a lot of them go, I don't care for Halo, I don't care for Gears, but if I could play Forza Horizon 4, that would be amazing. And for me, Spider-Man was that game. And it lives up to the hype and then some. It is so good. <laughs> like, it's just a pure love letter to the series. It plays fantastic. It's sort of like the Batman Arkham games, but they have evolved it further. And I know it is a walking cliche to say this, but you really do feel like Spider-Man. And they enhance this through the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback. You know, you feel the sides of the buildings in your hands. You feel the tension every time you swing away, you uh, press your web shooters, you know, because it's not just the easy press down he has to press down on it and and they and they use the adaptive triggers to give that sensation but it's never distracting it just adds to the experience it's it's a fantastic remaster and by god does the ray tracing look good i mean it's a pretty looking game beforehand on the ps4 but oh yeah yeah i don't doubt it but now yeah i i've kind of looked at i i had i've got it but i haven't that's the one game i didn't get a chance to have a look at and from looking at some of the clips and other people playing it it looks amazing it does look amazing and and then there's miles which i'm about halfway through and it looks even better even better Right. Like you can, you can still tell at its core that Spider Spider-Man Remastered is a PS4 game that has been brought to the next generation. Mm. Miles genuinely feels like a next generation game that they have scaled back for the PS4. But playing the PS5 version, it's it's fantastic. It looks incredible. The particle effects, the snow, the photo mode. I have captured some crazy screenshots. It's wow. they're both just so good. So, so. Uh, James, you got anything you want to ask about Spider-Man? Is you're a big Marvel fan? Yeah, what's the story like for Miles Morales? Is it uh, interesting? You know, 
in Miles Morales. Yeah, the story yeah. is uh, fairly decent so far. You know, it's it's very different from the stories of uh, of the first one and from the movies. You know, the one thing I will say about the story of the first game is it reminded me a lot of a mixture of Spider-Man 2 and The Amazing Spider-Man. But no, this one is different. It's unique. Miles is a great character. It really delves into the fact that he is inexperienced, but he is ready for this. And it it also tackles some pretty heavy, interesting themes here that I don't think the first game really tackled as much in terms of gentrification, in terms of identity. It's it's really good. It's a really good story. Great. Um, it also, it has doesn't it have a, it has a suit in it, doesn't it? I've seen clips of this a suit that you can wear that puts you in the Spider Verse animation. Yes, yeah. So you can wear the Spider Verse suit, and if you apply a suit mod that I believe is called Spider Verse Animation, then you can play with the uh, lower frame rate style of the movie. It's very <laughs> impressive. I don't think it particularly controls great from a sense of someone who you know i i need sort of a basic 30 frames at the minimum but in terms of aesthetics it looks incredible and yeah and every time you have a fight it's saying pow the uh or yep. whack yeah yeah great <laughs> great good there there you go there's a bit of um spider-man what's another astrobot let's talk about that yes now, this game comes free with every PlayStation 5. It's already downloaded, pre-downloaded. It uh, and it's fair to say it's like an introduction to the controller. But it's, it's much more than that, isn't it, I think? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a good three-hour campaign. I beat it last night. It's, it's very Nintendo-esque, but with tons of PlayStation fan service. It's, it's a good game. Mm. And you are as a platformer, you're learning the controls that we talked about, blowing into the control to do operate things. There's uh, using the trackpad. There's one whole kind of section I play really briefly on a, on a ball going down. A, you're in a sort oh, of like, ball. Yeah. yeah. And you're using the trackpad for that, which is good. Um, it's really nice. It's free. It's, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a great little game. Um, and it looks lovely. Some of it looks really lovely. It's not. It's, it's not a groundbreaking next-gen game, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty-looking platform. Yeah, it has visual pop to it. It sort of looks yeah. like the Pixar movie, you know? It, it looks good. Yeah. It's a good-looking game. I do, it, I do like there's little, there's little kind of other Astrobots that you see in the distance or you go up close to that are kind of homages to PlayStation games over the years. Yeah, we've been filming them, and it's uh, I've seen... I saw Fat Princess in one. And just little self-deprecating humor as well. There's one scene where a couple of Astrobots are playing a game called Dude Raider. <laughs> so <laughs> I, saw, I saw the Death Stranding guy, one of the Astrobots with yeah. loads of things on his back, just walking along. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. And did you? Sorry, James. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I think I saw a Demon Souls character ah. in Astrobot as well. Ah. I think it was a Demon Souls character. That was on Twitter. Okay. That's that's my knowledge of the game. And in a nutshell. Demon Souls. Have you played yes. that, William? Yes, I have. Uh, I'm I'm not too far in it. I've only been up to Tower Night because I've been busy with Spider Man. But if Astrobot is the showcase of what this system can do haptically and through the adaptive triggers, this is the showcase of what it can do visually. It looks even better than I did in the trailers. It's yeah. just so clean. So, well, it's clean, but it's dirty. You know, it, it looks like the original game reimagined today. And it plays the exact same, you know, except a couple of the exploits have been fixed. But it's so much better than the original. And I know that's sacrilege. It's the same game, but they fix the camera. The dark, the HDR and the graphics mean that you aren't going to fall into random bottomless pits anymore because you couldn't see what was coming. <laughs> it's just, it's just as hard as the original, but significantly less frustrating. And no, I am having a great time with that one. I loaded it up today. I looked at the uh, initial CGI kind of introduction. 
I made a character and then I played for two seconds and I thought I'm going to save this because I only had 10 minutes before I had to come on here. But it did look amazing straight away. It just, from the first kind of scene in the dungeon, it looked amazing. And the character creator, they no longer look like melted plastic babies. <laughs> they look like humans. Yeah, they look exactly. really good. Yeah, so I'm going to look forward to playing that. I really am. Um, right, that's our PlayStation 5 little bit there. We're going to open it up now. Talk about other things we've been playing. Now, James, how... Because we've had the Xbox... You haven't got your Xbox yet, have you, William? Your Series X. I, I have not. Uh, I am currently in talks with Walmart, and the hope is that I can get it sometime in the next two weeks. I just want to get it before Cyberpunk at this point, mm. you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, good luck. Um, James, yeah. what's your feelings on the Xbox Series X? You've had it for a week now, a week and a bit. Are you enjoying I it mean, still? I'm not really pushed it to its limits. Um, <laughs> but I will say that I think my experience performance-wise has been better with Watch Dogs. Because mm. last week it was quite bad. Choppy. Mm. It, it couldn't really handle the game. I don't know if it's because it was launch day and there was problems with this, the server. But so far, in the past few days or so, it's been really, really well. I, it, it's amazing how much you notice the quietness mm. of the console. It's so much quieter. And everything runs pretty smoothly. I've not had an issue since. No. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, re- I'm, I, I really like it now as well. I've just got used to it. I love how quick it is. I love the kind of just flick in between. I love just a very simple way of just loading up FIFA. I think the quick resume works on certain games. Um, I haven't tried it since. It's Assassin's is great. Uh, no, it's not. Sometimes I'm like, I kind of just, I, I would switch down the game, switch them off because I thought it's too quick for me. I don't want to, I want a breather before I load it up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm really liking it at the moment. Really, really, really liking it. Um, let's talk about games. What have you been playing, James, on this new powerful console? I've been playing Family Feud. <laughs> so I have backwards compatibility. Okay. So it's not even optimised, the new console. Oh. Um, if anyone doesn't know, it's the American version of Family Fortunes. Um, it's a game show. You can have up to two teams of five playing against each other. And you have to answer questions and give the most common answers to things like we asked 100 people to name um, things beginning with a certain word or what was the deal they had a million pounds. So you've got to give the most common answers. Okay. Whoever gets them wins. Um, it's a simple format. It's it's Americanized, but they've kind of made sure that it recognizes British answers. So you're not, you know, if you like petrol, it knows what you mean. Okay. It, you know, in those gas over there. Um, but yeah, it, it's got local modes for 10 people which isn't very handy at the moment um but you can share one controller which is quite good okay you don't need loads of controllers um you can play online versus other families oh that's interesting have you done that yeah i've tried that it was me versus two (laughs) one versus two um it wasn't overly exciting it's promising signs that if you had a full family, it was good fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a good game show game. And it's only 16 quid. Okay. Um, yeah. If, if you like Family Feud, it, it's just a show brought to your home. Is it? You know I mean, is the Xbox handling it all right? Is it okay? Is that okay? Yeah, it looks like a, a game from. 2012, <laughs> so it's really quite smooth. Good, good, um, good, good. With the next gen. Yeah. yeah. 
I think Richard, Richard, uh, who's on the podcast and is a reviewer, he described the in his review of the Xbox Series X as a a caged animal waiting to get out, which I think was really nice. Yeah, that, that sounds fair. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah. Um, I I talked about it last week because I only just got it, didn't I? Um, Assassin's Creed, and I've just done a review for for the Xbox Hub, and it's an if you're a fan of Assassin's Creed, it's the best one in my view of the series. Or did you give it one? Really? Yeah. It's a, I gave it a five. Not out yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's brilliant. But also, if you want to have a game that showcases a console and the Xbox Series X hasn't got that yet, this is the game. There's, there's moments of it that it's just like, you're in, you're in awe of the kind of like, the draw, how long you can see in the distance when you climb up a mountain. There's one point I climbed up to a mountain, and this is in the initial opening bit in Norway, and I was, I was just like, oh, it's like I'm playing Death Stranding again. These kind of huge vistas are kind of like me, and I was just happily just walking about for ages. And then when I got to the top of the mountain, where I could do the famous Assassin's Creed synchronization um, bit, where you go to the bit and it looks around the world, it's just like unbelievable. The, it really handles daytime amazingly. Night sometimes is night's fine, but it's not as yeah. You just want it to be daytime all the time. It just looks amazing. But also with Assassins, briefly, it's not only that is just the the mission structure is very much like Red Dead Two, and they've really borrowed from that. Oh, no. So it's much more about you happen upon stories. You have the main missions, but you just happen upon these kind of events. And they're brilliant. They're like they really borrowed really heavily from there, and it's a great thing to borrow from because these brilliant kind of side stories that just stop and finish. Rather than before with some of the assassins, you'll go on a you'll go on a side mission. It's normally a, a fetch quest. Go there and meet this person and come back and tell me what you know. It doesn't. It feels like they've really played around with how missions are and the structure of missions. It's really good. And the last thing to say is the mini games are brilliant. <laughs> There's three mini. There's loads of mini games, but there's one mini game that you do in a drinking competition, and you've just got to try to keep the control. The more you drink, mm-hmm. in the centre without falling over. So yeah. you're trying to work it out. It's really. There's another thing called flighting, and flighting is like old and rap battles, and so someone would do a phrase at you, and you, you have a choices of like how you would respond back to the rhyme. <laughs> it's really good, and. The last one, there's this dice game that is, you know, those games that you like. And I can't do like um, and the Blizzard game, the card game. Uh, Hearthstone. Yes, it's a game that's built around those dynamics about that. How you do it? It's really good. It's really good as well. You know, it's hours and hours. If you want a game that you're going to spend hours, hundreds of hours to do the whole lot, that's you want. It's brilliant. There you go. What What about the didn't you promise that certain decisions you made in the game would have knock-on effects? Did you notice that? Yeah, absolutely. It? But it's hard to do it without me going back and doing the other, you know, yeah, we're doing that, and I'm not going to do that again because <laughs> it's so huge. But yeah, absolutely. There's certain, you can see it's it's not. It's going to be yeah. You can easily see that certain people that you what journey what decision yeah. you make yeah it's great it's a great game how's the performance been okay oh yeah. some all things about uh frame rate dips and screen tearing i i had no problem 60 frames per second it looks beautiful it feels really clear the only thing is and i say this in the review there's some bugs but as i said in, yeah. in a review i said i don't know an open world game that hasn't got bugs oh, and as, oh as, they all do as long as it doesn't kill it which it never did it's it's it was fine. It's a bit sort of like every now and again something would jolt, something would get, you know. I think at one point I got stuck in a barrel, but then I got out of it. And uh, it's yeah, it's it's just it's. I I thought the frames were fine. I I don't know what it'd be like on the Xbox One or the PS4. I think that might maybe they might have slightly more problems, and that would definitely. But you really notice the kind of frame frame rate. It's really really clear. I loved it. I love it. I'm loving it still. Um, awesome. What else do you play, James? 
um, another big budget game, uh, Bridge Destructor, The Walking Dead. Oh. I know you're excited to hear about this one. Yeah. Um, it's a puzzle game. And if you played the Bridge Constructor games before, or if you haven't, you basically got to build bridges to get to safety or to get somewhere. So completely from scratch, you got to build using wood, steel, uh, cables. But this time, because it's The Walking Dead, you've got to also try and stay away from the zombies or the walkers. And killing them using weird contraptions that you build, and you've got to like knock things over by weighing them down so that it destroys things and blows them up. Ah. It's, um, it, it's, it's a really strange mix between the two worlds, but it, it works. Um, and you've got some of the characters in there, like Eugene. Uh, Daryl okay. and Michonne um, and they can throw grenades, they can fire arrows and I think Eugene has got a doll that attracts the walkers to a certain area um, so it, it added new elements to the bridge constructor theme um, but my god is it difficult <laughs> it's so difficult I mean in puzzle games, you expect the first maybe quarter of them to be, to be quite straightforward to get you into the game. But this one and the second one, they're like, wow, what do I do? How yeah. on earth do I get these two cars across this massive gap without them dropping? Because you've got a factor in the the weight of the cars. Right. You've got to be able to support them with enough materials. It's so difficult. What do you do? Look um, online. I can't tell you. <laughs> you looked online, it, didn't you? It, it was embargoed. <laughs> oh, God. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was hard. Is it a bit like lemons? It's so hard. No, it's not. It's yeah. more. It, I know what you mean in trying to get the characters to a certain area, yeah. yes. Okay. Um, but it's really about architecture. Oh. See, we love your architecture. Yeah. It's a really cool way to test your designs. Um, but yeah, it's so hard. I think it makes it down is how difficult it is. <laughs> what? People will just yeah, say, oh. What, wait, I played the portal one and it was so hard. So hard. It, yeah. It's more difficult than that one. I, I don't know. Really easy compared to this. <laughs> what are you going to give it? I heard walkers and it's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to give it? I gave it a three and a half. Right, okay. I wanted to give it higher, but it's too hard. Okay. Good. Sounds fair. Um, now, William, yeah. you've been playing a game that we talked about last week as well. Have you? Uh, have you been playing Texas uh, Effect? Yes, I have been playing Tetris Effect. Now, I don't have a Series X with me, and I gave my 1S to my brother under the assumption the Series X was coming. Oh, no. But the nice thing about Xbox is I'm still able to play games over xCloud and on my laptop. And so I decided to give the Tetris Effect a try. And this, I mean, it's Tetris. But it's so trippy. It looks nice. I love the music. It's mm. a fun, relaxing little game. I'm not particularly good at Tetris, so I'm not that far into it. But it's it, it's just solid all around. It's yeah. it's brilliant. I re I'm I really are you still playing it, James? I play it every day this week. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's <laughs> the first thing they do in the day. I'm going Tetris. I think the, I think the yeah. sound is incredible. We talked about this last week, but I think the sound design is incredible. Incredible. Oh yeah. Work. It puts me in a trance. Yeah. I got I to mean, a visual. Try and get a Tetris just so I can hear that sound. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've got to a point when I'm at a point when I'm on a level when it suddenly switches to the the highest level, like midway through, 
and I can't get oh. past it at the moment. So it's right at the end of really one of those. Yeah, oh my word, I'm just like, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it goes. Oh, it's horrible. It's just like going, so I've got to... you got to prepare for it. Yeah. you got to get all the testimonials lined up ready. Yeah. I will go back to it. It's great. It's really great, good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about one more game, um, and that's um, which I'm reviewing as well, which is Call of Duty um, latest. Black Ops. Black Cold War. That's what it's called. Call of Duty. Black Ops Cold War. Um, do you know what? It's I love a Call of Duty campaign. Uh, I have. I sort of played every one of them, I think, and I really enjoy them. And... What I've done so far in this game is I've played the a big chunk of the campaign. I've played um, some multiplayer, but I've not played zombies yet, so I won't talk about that yet. I do that this weekend. Um, do you know what? This is really good. It, again, I'm playing it on the Series X, so there is some levels that just look amazing. There's a, a level where you're in a helicopter without spawning anything, and you're kind of firing down, but the the how it the what you how far you can look down the change of perspective is is it looks incredible um but what i really like about this game it's almost like a bit like a james bond <laughs> game for a while the best bits about it is when you aren't shooting things you yeah. <laughs> you you'll get a you'll get a mission and they say okay you're you're here and you have to go and um Find a prisoner. You have some options and thing. You've got to go and find this prisoner, or you've got to go and try to deliver this package in this level. And you're doing it, and you're basically creeping around, stealthing around, taking out people, trying to look um, um, look for clues, and and try to find a way. There's this great level when I was in a kind of a house, like a, a spy thriller, and I had to go in and get this person's briefcase from somewhere. This scientist. And I was going in, and there was this kind of the, the daughter was on the phone, and then she's on the phone. And then she sort of looks to the left, and you have to sort of creep behind. You're in the shadows. <laughs> then you go upstairs, and the dad goes, "I'm just going to come down and get my coat." And then you go, "No, no, I've got to go back." It really felt like a movie, and the way it looks as well. It's really, really, like, it's really well done. But uh, on the other hand, the kind of like the combat scenes are really, really good fun. It's good fun. You're in, a, you're in an action movie all the time and it looks great, it feels great sounds great and I'm really enjoying it so far um, but they do another great thing which is you do your main missions and you have a sort of hub like a um, it's like a warehouse with all the operatives all hanging out together and you have this sort of evidence board that you're trying to work out this kind of story in sort of 1980s Cold War espionage. and you have side missions that are optional to take as well as well for the main story. But in order to do these side missions, you have to kind of solve a puzzle that you collect from the other missions to open it up. That makes sense? That's different. Yeah, and it's sort of like, there's one you have to kind of like get the right suspects, the three suspects before you kind of open it up. But they're in clues that you pick up, yeah, in the main missions from other things. And then you've got to kind of work it out and then you put in there. And it's not like you can look online and because it's different, every, every game's different. Yeah. So it's it's so you have to kind of work out. It's a really nice little clever kind of bit that goes with the theme of spies and stuff. But it's a really it's a really kind of clever bit of kind of game design. So at the moment, I'm really loving the campaign. I had a few goes at multiplayer. Multiplayer is very Call of Duty. It feels like it's gone back a little bit. It's very like it felt like Call of Duty on the 360 a little bit. The same kind of. Okay. I don't know. It felt like it was fine. It didn't feel. I think I remember playing Modern Warfare. That felt a bit more advanced, and it didn't feel like they yeah. done that much with it. It's, yeah. Sorry. What were you gonna say, William? No, it's just that's what I've been hearing. I'm hearing the campaign all around is quite good, and the multiplayer is a bit more of a step back. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. There's a couple of new modes. I mean, the problem that Call of Duty have got is, I think, probably especially with someone like Black Ops, is they've got. Um, the battle royale mode. Um, what's it called? War. Yeah. Well, that's that's the big draw, isn't it? Now that's what everyone's playing, rather than yeah. generally the the other things like deathmatch and stuff like that. So that's what they. I think in a sense, maybe they've gone. That's what our thing is now. That's what that's what our concentration is is that, and zombies, of course, which is always very popular. But of course. 
maybe that's what they've you know they're not they're not that worried about that maybe maybe they're not putting as much energy into that maybe it's more about kind of trying to keep that that war zone world alive I'm surprised because Corey in multiplayer is still quite hardcore people that love it really give yeah but I, I think there's people like who who aren't maybe like me or maybe you know yeah lower line me yeah, if you we'll go. You probably go. Actually, I'll go into Warzone because it's just a bit more. Yeah. It's a bit more fun rather than after a while with the when people you just you're just dead, aren't you? If you go into a multiplayer when people yeah, know the maps, yeah. So it's yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's good. It's a really good game. Really good game. I mean, the good. Thing, I, I'm thinking about Call of Duty, and you know, it's like the same. We talk about FIFA, don't we? And um, all the other kind of Maddens and stuff like that. It's you do get a lot for your money. You know, yep. you get a campaign, you get the multiplayer, you can get Warzone, and mm. everyone can get that, and also you get zombies. That's a lot there. But we've come to expect it, because it happens every year. Yeah. We now see that as, as just normal. Yeah. And if it didn't, we'd be like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It, it, sometimes it needs a break, like Assassin's had. Yeah. It needs a little break, yeah. come back, and you go, wow, they've really given us everything here. Yeah. I mean, it will have been almost six years from the Halo, and hopefully Infinite yeah. sort of revitalizes things. Yeah. 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 Whenever it arrives. Whenever it arrives. Yeah, we'll find out soon. Um, comes first. Halo or Cyberpunk. We'll find out soon. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Is that, that's going to happen now, isn't it? It's got to happen now. We don't know. Well, we say yeah. that, and then they're going to delay it on the 9th of December <laughs> and go, oh, sorry, it's coming out April 5th. <laughs> They they did a video this week showing the Xbox One and Xbox Series X together, didn't they, as side by side? Yes, and then there's a Night City Wire later tonight, or I guess yeah. tomorrow for you guys. I'm, I'm not yeah. quite sure about that. Yeah. Is it is it right that the actual Series X version isn't ready for a while yet? Is it? I think that's next year. The actual yeah. the upgrade, yeah, upgrade, yeah. Which yeah. is a shame. Retracing, yeah. I'd have ever seen that come out at the same time. Everything away. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Because I think, like Williams just said, he's he's um, he's ready to... He wants his Xbox Series X for Cyberpunk. It's part mm-hmm. of me thinking, do I wait for Cyberpunk? Because yeah. I've got so uh-huh. much to play. And, yeah. and they're huge games at the moment. Oh, yeah. they are. Yeah. I'm waiting for the upgrade. Yeah, maybe. Play it. Have it at its best. Its best version. Yeah. Um, let's just really just chat briefly. I haven't got long about other kind of... There's a couple of other little news stories. It's getting quiet now because things are quieting down a little bit after the thing. Um, but there's been a big announcement today, which is the Hitman Makers. I've got a new James Bond game. What's it going to do? What do we know about that, William? You know anything? We don't know much. Uh, all I know is I woke up early to watch this, expecting to see gameplay, and I just saw a gun barrel with IO is doing <laughs> James Bond. It's like, on the one hand, that's awesome. I can't wait to see a James Bond game. It's been, I think the last one was 007 Legends, which was wow. just awful. Like, oh, it's that was terrible. Or I guess the last one, if you count the Forza Horizon 4 Bond car pack but <laughs> no i mean they are it's a perfect match of developer and intellectual property i just mm-hmm. wish i saw a bit more about this you know i mean it, it's definitely worth getting excited about they're doing bond but you know it's it's like when crystal dynamics announced they were doing avengers and everyone was like oh wow they're gonna do a Tomb Raider-style game that's going to be so exciting and we go find out and then went silent for three years and then it turned out it was Destiny White. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I am incredibly excited on paper for this, but mm-hmm. I need to see more than just 007 Project. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that, you know, I, I, I don't think it's linked to a film as well, which is a good thing, probably, is it? I think, yeah, I don't think it is. I think it's, that's always a good thing. I think they were hoping to announce it at the same time as maybe hype around the film. Right. 
Okay, yeah. Keep figuring out by this time of year, wouldn't yeah. it? Maybe I mean, the, the Hitman people doing it is very good. Mm. It kind of that, that makes sense to completely. Yeah, um, I mean, you get that you get that secret agent vibe with our yeah. agent forty seven, don't mm. you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it won't take much to bondify it as such. No, exactly. Um, and depending when you set it. It's supposed to be the early days of Bond, so it, it could be the 60s. So you've got all sorts of high-tech gadgets and the 60s style. Okay. It'll be really interesting. That's a good call. Yeah, it'll be really yeah. good. Mm. Um, a, sorry, wait. Yeah. Uh, this is Daniel Craig's last one coming up, mm. uh, No Time to Die. What if we get this new game when we find when the next Bond is coming out, and this, and we can have the same actor play Bond in the game and in the movie, and so it tie the two together. That'd be interesting. Mm, good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, let's just briefly chat as well now about the Game Awards 2020. The nominees have been announced. Um, we won't go through them all. We'll just go through a couple of things. Um, let's just talk about Game of the Year. Um, yeah. There are six nominees here. Um, Animal Crossing, New Horizons on the Switch, the Doom Eternal, um, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, um, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Have you two yeah. played any of these games? Animal Crossing. <laughs> I've got Animal Crossing. I haven't played it. I've got it. Yeah. I've played four out of those six. Um, yeah. And I would. I loved um, Final Fantasy. I think that was a really good. The remake was brilliant. I liked. I liked Ghost of Tsushima as well. But I think it's got to be for me the Last of Us Part Two. As I've talked about before, an incredible achievement. But it's already getting loads yep. of stick online. <laughs> um, I'm just going to do one more. There's loads of rewards for score and music here. Um, yeah. Can I just give you another category? See if you've done that. It's uh, games. Games for Impact Award. Don't quite know what it yes. means. It's uh, If Found, Kentucky Route Zero, Spirit Fairer, Tell Me Why, and Through Darkest of Times. Have you played any of these no. ones? No. <laughs> uh, I played Tell Me Why. I did the review for us. I ah. thought it was fantastic. Really, ah, really great go. game. Yeah. Um, Have you played them? I've played Kentucky Route Zero, which I loved um, in January, um, and I've played Spirit Fairer, which again I loved. I've got to carry on with that. I haven't finished that, and I think I've done Through Darkest of Times as well. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've done that one. I reviewed that one. It's a, that's great as well. I would probably. I think it's the World War Two one. Oh no, no, it's nineteen thirties Germany one. I think it is. Maybe I've got this wrong. Oh, have a look at that afterwards. Ah, it's a strategy game. In is it set in nineteen thirties Germany in Berlin? Yeah, in the third. Yeah, world. yeah, that is really, really yeah. good. Yeah, I love that. And Spirit Fair is brilliant, though. and so is Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite worrying. What? I've I played more in the best mobile game category <laughs> than any other. <laughs> and I hate mobile gaming. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe people will listen. Go to the list and tell me. Tell us what you like. What you think the best game is? Uh, Among Us. I think that's a guaranteed winner. Mm-hmm. That's been a phenomenal. What would um, you, What would your game of the year be now, you two? Because we're going to do our own list on the Xbox Hub that we're doing the podcast. Yes, we are. Um, at the moment, if you had to name one, what would you be your front runner? James. I mean, I haven't finished reviewing it yet, so I won't, I won't say from the feed. Um, <laughs> Nectamon Extinction the Pokemon clone oh wow okay because it it's amazing how it can clone a really popular game but still be its own game and be fantastic and it is fantastic good that's good William what about you I will say this uh at this point, the Game Awards are starting to become incredibly frustrating. Where is Ori? And where is Flight Sim? 
Oh Those yeah, are yeah, that's flight good. Yeah, flight sim. Flight sim is the whole world with some of the best graphics I've seen, even on medium settings on my laptop, and that gets best sim strategy. Uh, yeah. Uh, nominee and Ori, which was an emotionally transcendent mm. experience, doesn't even get a Game of the Year nomination. Like, mm. and it's not to say that the others aren't deserving, but I think if you'll recall 2008, when the Oscars failed to nominate the Dark Knight over traditional fare that catered more towards their tastes, they favored those. There was such a public outcry that they had to increase to a possible 10 nominees. Now, we already see six nominees, whereas most categories have five. But I, mm-hmm. I really think Huey needs to sit down and say, what are we trying to do with this show? You know, should we, should we open up to 10 spots? Because all of those games are worthy to be there. But when you look at the best-reviewed games of the year, you have games like Flight Sim. Crusader mm. Kings, uh, Ori, you have, uh, you know, these are these are titles that are fantastic experiences, but just because they happen to be a bit more niche and don't necessarily mm-hmm. cater to as wide a crowd of critics who vote on these, uh, Fire Emblem last year was another perfect example, and that won the Audience Award, but didn't win, but mm. didn't even get nominated for Game of the Year. I think I think it's starting to show that these are catering more towards the tastes of a select few than mm-hmm. the tastes of the broader gaming demographic. And so a lot of the games that seem to be nominated here seem to fit the third-person shooter type categories, which I love those. I love those so much. But it, it was nice to see Hades nominated here. Mm-hmm. But I think we really need to strive to get a di- diversity of more nominations here. Why wasn't Forza nominated in 2018 as well? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah anyway. good. Well said, William. Well said. Um, yeah. Good. Right, gentlemen, we're going to have to wrap it up, I think. Um, what are we looking forward to next week? It's all quiet down now. Um, James, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm going to watch some more Mandalorian, mm. which I've been catching up with. It's fantastic. Good. Um and I've got another online concert this weekend. Ooh. So I can tell you all about that one. Oh, yeah, please, next and week. And more next week. Good, lovely. Look forward to it, guys. I will. It's a special. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not a special podcast, by the way. That's uh, not. <laughs> we haven't got a special in the title, but yes, it is a special. It's a special moment. Um, William, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, so later today, I'm going to start Sackboy with, uh, and Borderlands 3 with my friend mm. over the PS5, so I'm looking forward to that. I just placed an order. It's Black Friday here. It's the pre-Black Friday sale. Okay. So I placed an order and got Horizon. Uh, so I got Horizon, GT Sport, and Uncharted Lost Legacy for under $30 <laughs> total, which was fantastic. And then, as well, Mandalorian. Can't wait to see where that one goes. Great. There you go. Hopefully my Xbox comes. Come yeah, on. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to just play some games. Because there's nothing coming out next week. Um, and I need to play these huge games that I've got. And yeah. I like to play Destiny again with uh, James. So we're going to do that, don't we, James? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm here. We're going to do that with the new hijack, but I need to get these games. I think it'd be nice to have a week of just getting some games, finishing games, and getting in some yeah. of the PS5 stuff as well. Going back to Gems of War. Yeah. Gems of War. <laughs> yes. And Peggle. Um, Peggle. Also, we just forgot to say there's Call of the Sea, which is the. Um, it's on Xbox, isn't it? I think that game. That's another one on the list that's coming out on the 3rd of December. I've got a release thing this week. There's so many games coming out. It's madness. So. We just need to, we need to get ourselves match fit. That's and all I'm saying. Football manager. And football manager as well, which we'll be playing That's as well. <gasps> oh my word. Wow, we've got so much. I need to get a mortgage as well to pay for all this stuff. Right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Um, William, where can we find you if we need to? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Game, but 
don't expect a ton of posts right now. I'm very busy playing. Brilliant. There you go. James, what about you? Where can we find you? Instagram and Twitter. At OKUKR. Great. And you can find me at GB Briley on Twitch and Twitter. But for now, gentlemen, thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of the show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 